Hi, welcome to another episode. I'm Brian Maddox, your host. With me today is Willie Quo from Koo Home. Welcome, Willie. Oh, hi. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, also, it's not like also the first time I've been, you know, doing this. It's very exciting. This. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's always interesting, right? Because even if you've been a on a podcast a hundred times, uh, every time is just a little bit different. Um, so. If you can explain for our um, uh, listeners kind of a little bit more about where, you, you know, what you're up to, where you come from, how did you get involved in, in your current business? Uh, that'll help us set the stage for the conversation. Oh, yes, yes, for sure. So actually, uh, I'm from Taiwan. You know, I'm not sure if you guys know all about the country. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Taiwan. Then uh, I've been doing marketing for over like seven years, almost eight years, you know, till now, then. I've been working, you know, for this technological field, you know, so now I'm in this company called Cool Home and uh, it's a company mainly sell software, you know, like 3D rendering and product visualization software. Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with what's uh, 3D rendering, you know, just when you do the interior online interior design or any kind of 3D model and then you need it to render your picture for, you know, more realistic effect and stuff. So... I think right now for the market, Cool Home is trying to develop more in the US because, I mean, previously we tried to just develop more in the APEC market, but right now we found out that in America, this is such a huge market for home decor and also for interior design, hospitality, lighting, stuff like that. So it's really exciting. But just over the years, the as you guys know that there are a lot of different mangas in the you know in the field in the industry in the u.s so now we're still trying to find the right approach the marketing approach sales approach even the product you know the product update the product new area to you know develop to make our audience know that what actually kuhon could provide them you know to de- to deliver the solution not just product itself and in order to achieve that i think it required you know a lot of effort but I think we're on the right track. Yeah. So when it comes to the the solution that you guys are offering, who's your ideal target market? What does that look like? Uh, actually, our our target audience could be you know we separate it into like B two C and B two B part. But B two C mainly just the interior designers, sometimes homeowners. You know, sometimes if if you just want to renovate or you know renovate your kitchen, your bathroom, stuff like that, you can use our, our platform. You know, you can just design a room in five minutes and render it, you know, in seconds. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But for B2B part, we separate it into different categories. You know, for example, for home decor, we got ashen furniture, also low home improvement. Yeah, but for kitchen and baths, we got uh, other Lee-like kitchen and baths and other, you know, manufacturers. But now we're trying to develop the lighting, you know, lighting market because it's a huge huge market but also a little bit niche i would say and so it's you know very hard to how to say to let the market recognize us it just in the u.s it's always been a challenge but well we like challenge (laughs) (laughs) so so when you are talking about the b2b elements of this the the software solution that you're providing um 
what what are those engagements typically look like? How long does it take for you to get to, you know, from an initial contact with somebody like a Lowe's, let's say, um, through to a completed sale? What is that sort of marketing process? What's the approach look like? I think now the, the marketing approach that I adopted uh, would be, you know, like SEM, like search engine marketing and SEO, search engine optimization. But, you know, in terms of getting this big player like Lowe's Home Improvement and Ashley Furniture, I, I personally, I use email marketing and also uh, press release. You need to create good content and also the good credibility so these big players this business will trust your brand you know it's not like you're just doing a lot uh online advertising so they would know just oh you're a good brand and why should i trust you why should i spend uh over ten thousand usd you know at your company for a year so i think the most important thing to do b2b marketing is credibility but often a lot of people a business owners, even their marketing department, they would think, oh, if we can just do the mar- uh, the right advertisement, we can get all the players in our, you know, into our pocket. But that's not true. The first thing you need to spend a little bit, a little bit time to figure out what is the right content for this your for your target audience. And if you can create good content and the right approach, I mean, normally they would like to talk to you. And when they when you got a chance to talk to them. That's the chance. That's the. I mean, that's your platform. That's your stage to show how your marketing ability can attract these players. Yeah, that's the. I think that's the most important part. I say. So when you're going through your process, um, and you've identified your ideal sort of target market and all that kind of stuff, what exactly um, is the role that you're targeting in these organizations? Right. I imagine that there's uh, maybe not exact overlap between. The, the role of the person in Ashley and the role of the person in, in Lowe's or whatever. But what are the names uh, or the, the roles of those folks um, that you're going after? What are the, what's the target role? You mean like their position, right? Yeah. Their position. Yeah. Mainly, uh, <laughs> it's very interesting. So for some comp- for example, for Lowe's, for Lowe's Home Improvement, I first approached their, uh, their marketing department, you know, because I tried to, for, because I'm the marketing guy. If I talk to them, they would be more, how to say, more easy because we have like common sense, common ground that we could discuss, you know, we try to explain them how the marketing now is shaping the world and the social, how important is social media marketing, you know, as you know, like now the TikTok and stuff is just by, it's going viral, you know, so adopting the good marketing approach could help your business grow like 10 times or even 20 times bigger. But how you're going to deliver the, the solution is the key point, how you present yourself, how you demonstrate, right? So uh, the first, I approach to the marketing department. It, I mean, at, at least you should approach to like a manager or di- a director, you know, because sometimes they have more, how to say, more power in their hand. They can make a decision always to, you know, target a decision maker. When you talk to them at first, you know, you try to let them know that you have the same idea, the same idea, you know, the same thought as them. So they would think that, okay, you're cool. You, you know, you got an idea. So you know what we do and you try to solve our problem. And then after that, you started to, you know, engage more of their team members, either from product team, from technical team, from sales team. And finally, you will get a chance to talk to their management team. Yeah. But always, I think the marketing, 
the marketing department would be the first approach. I mean, it would be easier, I think, because if you go to talk to the sales team, I don't think they would really uh, give much care, you know, <laughs> so because they want to sell. Yes. So when you started this approach to try and get to these players in Ashley or Lowe's, your your entire approach was find people just like you in that organization and talk to them and see if they can't move you laterally. Was that the idea? Yes, yes. But but uh, the thing is that I wouldn't just, you know, I wouldn't just like approach to them either on LinkedIn or email. I wouldn't just talk to them and say, hey, I'm Willie. I'm on behalf of Kuhon and blah, blah, blah. What we do, you know, because normally if, if I am the one getting this kind of message, I would just ignore, you know, so in terms of the first approach is very important. You need to, you know, it's like dating, you know, you need, you need to make a good impression at first. So then uh, you have to create uh, this image like all oh, this package about what you what you sell i mean no i mean what your solutions about and right. what do you you can yeah what do you think you can help you can solve their problem so before you contact approach to this uh prospect you need to know that you need to search and you need to search and do some you know how to say do some research about their business to find out that what are they looking for? And maybe to predict that, what is the problem they're struggling right now, you know? So then when you approach at first, you can let them know that you are the one that can provide the solution to them because they are also looking for something like that. And if you hit it off, then bang, you got your business growth. Yeah. So when you did that initial outreach, how did you said you did that by email? Yes, yes. The first I bought it in my email and then LinkedIn, yeah. So what did that email look like? Tell me a little bit, because because you said yourself, like you ignore half of these when they come in. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you got one through the gate, I want to hear about what was your secret. Yeah, yeah. So first, I wouldn't. So most people, most people started with a hi, you know, hi your name. Uh, for example, as a hi Brian, and you know, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. normally I wouldn't directly say the name and stuff. I would say like sincere greetings, you know, and then the sales say, uh, I'm getting in touch because you know your company is very, you know, prestigious. And now we, you know, I can provide a solution, but I want to let you know that I'm trying to solve your problem, not just by selling the product, you know, I can bring you more additional value. And by that, I started to talk about a little bit about, you know, our brand and then our credibility, what, what sort of companies they would, you know, collaborate with. And I would send several attachments, you know, including our press release, and our different picture and video to let them know that, you know, we are for real. We're not just bluffing, just a bunch of text, but no real stuff to show. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, for me, marketing is always about credibility, but it depends, you know, if you just want to approach to the end user, it sometimes they don't, they just, how to say, they just want to know that what thing is more attractive. It's not, you know, because the, the lens of their decision is not that long. But if you want to approach to B2B marketing, it's going to be, you know, more complicated and longer process. That's why, you know, credibility is the key point. Yeah. Right. So you've built this relationship. Um, and then I imagine you've also leveraged that relationship for referrals to other folks in similar similar roles. Is that right? Yes, yeah, yes, for sure. That's very important. But but the referral part would be the the, the next and the third part. Yeah. Right. But that referral then kicks off the next relationship and the next relationship and the next relationship. And that's the way it's. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because, you know, in marketing, the ultimate goal is called word of mouth marketing. If you don't do anything and then people would do the marketing for you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. So 
So you've got, you know, let's say you've got these complicated sales kind of in the process. How long does it take you from initial outreach to a closed sale? To close a deal? Oh, my God. That's a, that's a, that's a really good question, though. I mean, sometimes it depends on the company because, you know, some company, they, their culture, their culture just that they like to move things very quick. And some, some companies, they like to move things very slow. It depends on their management team and their, you know, ex executive team. But normally, I would say that at the average time, I mean, in the U.S. market, probably would be like one, one and a half month to three. Yeah. For oh, the that's, person, yeah, yeah. That's relatively not, short. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, because like uh, we need to, you know, just try pushing, to pushing hard, you know, because like the company i mean my company you know the management team also want to ask that why the deal is you know being so long and stuff but sometimes they don't understand yeah yeah uh, there are a fair amount of the folks that we've had on the show have cycle times that are measured in years not not months and certainly yeah i know i know i know yeah it's, it's crazy so I know. <laughs> so it's so you're lucky in that way that they go from like hmm, that seems interesting to here's your money in less than less than three months that's great um so so then you've you're really then have to keep your deal pipeline very full because at that at that rate uh for closing is that um how does that influenced by your like average client value over lifetime do you have a good sense for what that looks like how many how many deals do you have to have in the pipeline at any good time to, to keep your revenue growing that's a very good point though. Uh, so currently in our company, we keep like, so each salesperson we have, uh, uh, we have like, I think it's uh, 150, 150 in their pipeline, 150 leads in their pipeline. Wow. And then, yeah, because sometimes you don't always know that when the client would reply you, you know, so you have to keep a strong pipeline and then to, you know, keep, keep it up to, up to date, you know, and sometimes, you need to con, but the, the tricky thing is that you cannot how to say like just send all too many emails to one client you know in a week because yeah, when, yeah. when you, yeah yeah when you try to you know kind of you just move too much and everything oh okay i don't think you are the right right team or right solution provided to us yeah all yeah right. just like i said it's a little bit like dating you know if you take too much you become too uh possessive you know the people say oh no no i'm not gonna do it <laughs> yeah. absolutely so how many folks do you have on your sales team right now out there doing that? Uh, you mean in, in the U.S. or the global global market? Uh, yeah, whichever. I mean, either answer is good. Uh, uh, in the U.S. <laughs> now, we have around like 20, I think 20, 20, 20 people. Yeah. Wow. So that's so at any given time, you've got like 2,500 people in your pipelines in the U.S. That's that's yeah, in, a, yeah, in a B2B yeah. space. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, but 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 but, but, but. <laughs> it's it's not everyone is top sales, you know. It's not everyone is top sales. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So, but yes, I mean, if, if yeah, each yeah, one's thanks. if each one's nurturing a pipeline of fifteen hundred people or so, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so they would have like twenty twenty five hundred. Yeah, that would yeah, be really good. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but but the point is that they can close close the deal, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I just. I, it, that that number of people in your B2B pipeline's gotta be uh tricky to manage. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be difficult exactly. to manage overlap as well, right? So yes. um are you just out of curiosity, are you guys arranged in territories? How does that work? Uh normally we just separate in different states, actually. You know, like for New York, for Los Angeles, for Texas, gotcha. you know, 
Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. So, so and then you, the essentially you've given the each of these sales guys the script that works, right? For the emails and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, when, yeah. Most, I mean, yeah, I would give the you know give them template. You know, either their their uh, how they do the demo. I would give them I would give them the template because uh, if the marketing side, I can provide a good template, right? I mean, each salesperson they can just do their own style. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everyone has their different talking style or presenting style to the client. Yeah, so I just provide a general template so they can just uh, employ that and you know play on their own. Yeah, gotcha. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a lot of folks in your B2B pipeline. Uh, I'm optimistic for that uh, that growth, right? Um, and then obviously that factors in with your lifetime customer value. So you should be growing uh, exponentially so long as you keep them in their well, pipeline that, that's for the a long goal. time. That's the goal. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's great. So um, as we get kind of get close to, to wrapping up here, I have a couple quick questions. Uh, first things first. Who's a great uh, person for you to meet? So who are the folks at the the Lowe's or the Ashley Furnitures? Who are the folks that we should we should try to be connecting with you you with as an audience? Uh, who can we reach out to on your behalf? That kind of thing. You mean in those in in those companies? In yeah, Lowe's well, and- just give us a good example of what a referral for you might look like. Um, I would say. A marketing, I would say the marketing director. Yeah, a marketing director would be the best. Yeah. And what and what type of company? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was at any type of company. I was at any type of company. (laughs) Well, not every not every company, right? The marketing director for a chocolate company is not going to be a great fit for you. Well, that's true. That's true. But yeah, yeah. If but for example, if you know, in marketing. In those home decor and interior design company, that would be the best, you know. But but for me, I always tell my team that don't limit yourself because you don't know if this chocolate company, they're marketing people, probably, you know, they know other other brands and other stuff, you know. Because for example, if you if if you know that you know the marketing director from Amazon and I make a connection, I make a good connection with you and say, Hey, do you want to go out to have a drink or something like that? Can you invite the dude? Yeah, then we can just make more connection stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. And so <laughs> I'm all about it, man. The, the, the network is where the power is. So, um, uh, so Willie, I guess one last question here as we start to, as we finish up our episode, um, what are the three biggest kind of lessons you picked up in your marketing your journey as a marketing uh, director along the way? Well, for now, damn, as it's been learning a lot, but the, the three men, lesson that I've learned is that as I keep mentioning credibility is the key how you're going to build it is going to be very important you know and this is the first thing credibility is always the key and the second thing is that don't get lost because out there you know out in the market there are a lot of different companies that are doing a lot of different approaches and as a marketer you will, you know, be more creative, you know, you need to adopt different approaches and to try different channels, but it's very easy for you to get lost. You will forget that what's your main purpose. So after, you know, if you lost your, your, your way and after three months or six months, you were started to feel like you, you don't know what is marketing, you know, because you just lost in the world. It's like, you know, it's like now the internet. So you need to keep yourself the true heart. You got, you've got to know that how you're going to do this and why you're going to do this. 
you know, just how you're going to do this credibility thing. So that's mm. how very important. And the third one is that you're going to, you're going to roll with the market. You know, you got to know the term, you're going to learn how the people talk because for example, like, like, like you said, you know, a chocolate company, right? If they want to sell chocolate, they wouldn't describe a chocolate as a natural way. They can say chocolate is natural. They wouldn't say like artificial stuff. You know, if they say like, oh, our chocolate is the number one artificial thing, you know, I don't think people would buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, you right. need to, yeah, you need to find the right term. The terminology is important. So terminology and the right, how to say the right, the right path, terminology and right path and the credibility. Those are the three main lessons I think, you know, is very important to me. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you so much for being on our show. Definitely want to check in with you in the future and see how the see how your marketing initiatives are going. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been a great time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Consulting Trap. If you have suggestions for future episodes or would like to be a guest on our show, please send me an email at brian at podcastchef.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at P-O-D-C-I-S-T-C-H-E-F dot com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue-generating lead magnet for your consulting business. Our podcasting done-for-you service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your business to the next level. Hey, you. Yes, you. It's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet. Or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, We will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, Our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.